Shalom. Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Shalom, my dear friends. We are studying together the study of the seven churches, the seven assemblies of the Lord found in the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and chapter 3. And in this session, I would like to begin with the first letter that the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, the head of the assembly, wrote to this local assembly of believers in the city of Ephesus. So the first letter that we're going to look into in today's session is the letter that Yeshua wrote to this local assembly found in Revelation chapter 2 and verses 1 to 7. So I'm going to read these verses, and if you can follow me, uh, I'll appreciate it. Here we have the Lord is writing and asking the apostle Yohanan John to put it down and to write and to send it to this uh, local church, local assembly at Ephesus. So we read, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walk in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, or candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars and has borne, and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored, and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first work, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And so, my dear friend, this is the first letter that Yeshua, Jesus, who is the glorified Messiah, with the head, and he's writing to these seven assemblies in Asia Minor, present-day Turkey today. 
And the first letter was the letter to the assembly, to the church that was found in a city that is called Ephesus. The meaning of the name of the uh, city of Ephesus means desirable. And therefore, we would learn that in uh, this first assembly, we can see, beloved friend, that there was a condition, that there was a healthy, you might say a desirable condition, but sadly also there was a neglect of priorities. Things crept in, and there is sometimes coolness of the heart, and there was a neglect of the priority to love the Lord and to live for Him and serve Him out of the abundance of the heart. This is a problem that we all face as believers in Yeshua, Jesus, our Lord and Messiah and Savior. And so notice, the first thing we find here in verse 1, the first part, it says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write. So you notice, he gives us, first of all, the name of that city, city of Ephesus, very well-known city. It was built sometime in the 10th century B.C., very uh, interesting city to visit. But apparently, in the time where John, Yohanan, was writing this letter, there was a thriving assembly there of believers. And of course, when we see and study these seven letters, we will notice that, that Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, wrote to the professing church, to the professing assembly, which means that there will not be only believers there, but both who believe and those who did not believe, because certain things you can see as we study these seven letters it could not be applied to believers. But nevertheless, he was writing to those who claim and profess to be part of this local church in Ephesus. But actuality, we know that the true church, the true assembly, is believers, Jewish and Gentile, who are truly believers in Yeshua the Messiah. This is the true assembly, the true church. But there are always, throughout the ages, and it began so already some 2,000 years ago, there were those who were really not truly born again. But he's writing to the angel. You know that he used the word unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, the word angel, in the Greek, it is uh, angelos, in Hebrew is malach, and most would suggest that that has to do with the spiritual leaders of the local congregation. The word malach comes from the Hebrew word messenger, and if you remember, the prophet Malachi, or Malachi, was called a messenger in the prophecy that he gave us in chapter 3 and verse 1. Behold, I will send to you my messenger, my malachi, my messenger. And in a sense, we can say here is a spiritual leaders representing the spiritual leader of the local assembly. We know that there is not only one leader, but it's a representation of, a, you might say, a plurality of elders and leaders in the local church, in the local assembly. And so, it is found in the city of Ephesus. And now you notice, in the second half of verse 1, Yeshua presents himself in two ways. It says here in verse 
1.1, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walk in the midst of the seven golden lampstands or candlesticks. In effect, what we learn here, beloved friend, that John is to write to this local assembly, but the Lord Jesus is always using certain segment or cer- certain things that John saw concerning the person of the Lord in the first chapter of the book of Revelation. And so in chapter 1, he, we read that uh, in verses 12 and 13 of chapter 1, it says uh, Yeshua said of himself in verse 12, as John turned and he saw, what did he see? He saw a, a, a seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands was one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with garment down to the foot. And so what we really see, that the Lord is writing to the Ephesians assembly, and he's reminding them that he's the one, there's a lampstand, seven golden lamps all around, and he's in the middle, and he's observing to see what is going on in the testimony of this lamp stand. And of course, the lamp stand, each lamp stand represents a local assembly. And the Lord Jesus is the one that is observing what's going on there. Also, we learn from the same first chapter, in verse 16 and verse 20 of chapter 1, we learn that the he hold seven stars in his hand. And those stars, again, as we have in verse 20 of chapter 1, the seven stars, he says here, are the seven angels of the church, of the churches, or the seven spiritual leaders of this local assembly. So he's writing, really, beloved friend, to the spiritual leaders to see and to oversee how things are going on in their local church, in their local assembly. Now we continue on, and we notice in chapter 2, and now verses uh, 2 and 3, the Lord Jesus, actually 2, 3, and also verse 6, the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, is uh, providing, you might say, endorsement, or he's approved of certain things that were going on in this assembly. You notice that? We read in verse 2 and 3, I know your works and your labors and your patience and how thou cannot bear them that that are evil and hast tried them which say that they are apostles and are not. And then verse 3 said, And has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. So in verses 2 and 3, Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, commending, approving of the fact that uh, this local uh, assembly at Ephesus uh, had, uh, as he said here, I know your works, I know your labor, and I know your patience. Apparently there was a lot of works for the Lord. There was a lot of labor for the Lord's things. There was patience as they were serving 
את הלוד ישוע ג'יזוס דה מסייה in their locality. Also, he commended them that uh, they could not bear them that do evil, and them that claimed that they are apostles. Shlichim in Hebrew. Apostles, apostolos in Greek, shaliach in Hebrew, one that was sent by God, and you notice already, in the first century, when the church was founded and began in the city of Yerushalayim, and had been uh, uh, spread throughout all the nations of the world, already then and there, false apostles have risen. And so that's why in these verses, that the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, say, you cannot bear them that are evil, and you have tried them which say that they are apostles and are not, and has found them liars. Apparently already then and there, my dear friend, and dear brothers and sisters, there were those who claimed to be messengers of God. They were sent as if it were by the Lord himself. And you remember what we read in Second uh, Corinthians, that there are those that are false apostles. Satan himself having his own messengers, and they are called false apostles, false prophets. They claim to speak for God, but in actuality, they do not belong to the true uh, uh, um, assembly. And therefore, already, my dear friend, because this a church at Ephesus represent in a chronological way, in a historical way, this assembly represent the first hundred years, you might say, from about 30 AD or since the early days of the church after Yeshua died and was buried and rose again until the apostle John Yohanan who wrote this book of Revelation sometime at around 96, 95, 97 AD. This represents the first 70 years of the assembly of the church age until about 100 AD. And here we can see that already there and then there were false apostles who rose and the Ephesians were commended and were approved and endorsed by the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, that they have, have those that say that they are apostles and are not, and that they could not bear them and because they were teaching evils, evil teaching. It says in verse 3, You are born and has patience for my name's sake, and you have labored and has not fainted. What a commendation Jesus the Messiah gave to this local assembly there at the city of Ephesus. This is tremendous. There is a second thing that he is commending them, and that he is approved of, and I'm jumping over verses uh, 4 and 5 to verse 6, and you notice what it says in verse 6, that he knew that the Ephesian believers there hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans. I'm reading verse 6, notice what it says, but this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds, the activity, of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. 
Now, it is interesting because the meaning of the word Nicolaitans in Hebrew, it's called Niklasim, uh, come from two Greek words, Nikos, which means conquerors, and Laios, which means people. In fact, these individuals there already in the early days of the church age, there was some who were, you might say, ruling over the people. There were some who were conquering the people. And there were already then and there, there was a development of a clergy, laity, a, a practices, instead of understanding the truth of the priesthood of all believers. You know, every believer in Yeshua the Messiah is entering into this body on the same ground. All of us have sinned. All have come short of the glory of God. We have entered in by grace through faith in the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. And all true believers are actually priests serving God. Now, of course, God raised pastors and teachers and spiritual leaders, evangelists in the midst of the assembly of the church. But there is no such a thing as priorities of the clergy over the laity. There is no need to be those who will conquer the people, who will rule over the people. So there is another commendation by the Lord, the glorified Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, who commending and approving of the fact that in that local assembly at Ephesus, there were those who stood for the truth that no, there is no conquering over the people, there is no clergy and laity, we are all coming in on the one basic ground of faith in the Lord Jesus the Messiah, we are forgiven, we belong to Him, and we all are called to serve the Lord as the Lord gifted the people of God. But you see, beloved friend, because this, in a, in a historical a setting that represent the early days of the church, the early days of the Kehilah, the assembly, we see that already then and there, there was the danger of creeping in false teaching. And in fact, here it is false uh, practices, the deeds, the activity of the Nicolaitans. The same thing is found later on in verse 15, where the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, wrote to the city of the, the assembly in Pergamos, we're going to get to it. There, there was not only the, the deeds of the Nicolaitans, but also the uh, teaching, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. But it suffice for us for now to know that the Ephesians were commended. They were endorsed by Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. They were approved by him for these three things found in verses uh, 2 and verse 3, and also in verse 6 of Revelation chapter 2. Now let's move along here, because now in verse 4, he is not approved of certain things that happened and existed at this assembly at Ephesus. And that reminds us how God, through his son, the Mashiach, the Christ, the anointed one, is observing to see. He's in the center of these seven lampstands 
watching to see how God's people are behaving. And we can see this in our own life, how we many times uh, have things that need to be corrected and that the Lord cannot be approved of these things. And so we read in verse 4 of that which Yeshua was denouncing and he was disapproved. It says in verse 4, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, he saying to them. Why? Because thou hast left thy first love. You see, to leave the first love does not mean to lose the first love. But you know, when we have uh, came to know Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, we loved him because he first loved us. We responded to him because we fell in love with Yeshua, with Jesus. We recognize that we have sinned and he in love for us. He died for us on that shameful tree, on a shameful cross. He paid for our sins. Nothing else could wash our sins away except the precious blood of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Nothing, not works, not good deeds, not a human activity, not money. Nothing can wash away our sins except the precious, precious blood of the Lord Yeshua Jesus the Mashiach. And so he is telling them, I have this against you. You have left your first love. You are no longer a tender in your relationship with me as you used to be before. That remind me what God said to our people Israel of old many years ago through the prophet Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah. He said in Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 1, Moreover the word of the Lord came unto me, Jeremiah saying, saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, I remember thee and the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in the land that was not sown. You see, like Jehovah of old, the God of Israel, Jesus, Jehovah Jesus, Jehovah Yeshua, the Messiah, God the Son, seek love relationship with his people. Isn't it so, my dear friend, that so quickly our love for him is diminished because many things come into our life and creep in and we neglect to respond in love to him. And how good for us it is to remember that we are to respond same thing in a husband and wife relationship. And when we first got married, how we had such a love for our dear wives or our, dear, or our husbands, our dear husband. But things crept in. And if we are not careful, we can, you might say, allow the flesh and allow Satan and allow the world to creep in and our love for the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, you might say, diminish, or we leave that first love. We can always come back. And that's how beautiful it is. The Lord is encouraging here the believers at Ephesus to return to where they were before. And that's what we have in verse 5 of 
uh, Revelation chapter 2. Here the Lord Yeshua the Messiah encourages the believers in Ephesus to return. And so he says in verse 5, Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do the first work, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlesticks or thy lampstand out of his place, except thou repent. So you see, there is a need always to repent. That's why we have the throne of grace. That's why we read in 1 John 1, if we confess our sins, speaking to believers, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful and just to his son, to the Mashiach, to Christ, to forgive those who repent and turn back to him. And so Jesus, our Lord and our Messiah, says to the Ephesians three things. Remember, in Hebrew it says Zechor. Then repent, in Hebrew Hitcharet. And thirdly, return, mean chazor. Remember, repent, and return. Remember where you've fallen from. You used to have the joyful relationship with Yeshua Jesus. What happened? Remember those days. Secondly, repent, tell him I was wrong. And thirdly, return and continue on with this lovely relationship of love with our Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. This is amazing. Remember what we read in Scripture, for God so loved the world, and we were part of the world, sinners, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Where we receive this everlasting life, when we have trusted in him, now we are to respond to him. We love, and we love him because he first loved us, we read in the epistle of John. Now, finally, my dear friend, in verse 7, the Lord Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, gives assurance to the one that will overcome and will repent and will remember and will return. Here is, a, you might say, an assurance that he give a promise that he give to all who will be restored into that healthy and spiritual relationship with the Lord. Verse 7 says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, this is the Holy Spirit, saith unto the churches, mean to the all assemblies, in every city, under any condition, everywhere in this world, notice, to him that overcome I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And so here's a promise, here's an assurance to the one that will overcome. Now remember, all true believers are already positionally overcomers. Who is he that overcome the world? But he that believed that Yeshua, the Jesus, is the Christ, is the Messiah, is the Son of God. All believers are overcomers positionally, but not all believers are overcomers practically, day by day. And that is the challenge for us all to be overcomers and to overcome 
the condition that existed there. I just want to read just one final verse that is found in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 1. It said, And he showed me a pure river, water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And verse 2 of Revelation 22, In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of it, of the river, was a tree of life which, which bare twelve manners of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. This is the, the uh, therapeutic healing of the nation. And here Yeshua said, He that overcometh, notice that he promised, to eat, to enjoy, speaks of fellowship, and also the tree of life, which is speak about eternity, eternal relationship with the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. And so, my dear friend, this is the first letter that was written to the assembly at the city of Ephesus. And here we learn from this message, there was a desirable condition in the first hundred years of the church age, but yet there was a neglect to have priorities. He had somewhat against them. You have left your first love. May the Lord help us to be restored into a fellowship with himself, so our first love will be recovered, if you will, and we will follow him until he will soon come and take his people to be with him in glory. Well, God bless you, my dear friend. At this point, until the next letter to the next church, I would like to say to you, Shalom, Shalom. <laughs>